0: welcome back everybody to another edition of the started up podcast friday edition we have crucial conversations committed to the cause is one jamal crook who is in the car and said no the show must go on let's record so let's be (laughs) let's let's be safe make sure you keep your hands on 10 and 2 that there's no 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 funny business no no accident no funny
1: business i'm for 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 the listeners eventually i'm gonna pull over so we're gonna be
0: alright. <laughs> good stuff. Or and, you're,
1: and I'm gonna be safe. I'm gonna wear my mask.
0: Or or you're gonna make it home on time, and you'll and and we'll we'll hear Cynthia and the kids. Anyway, yeah. So full disclosure, we started recording last night, and and we we are having a good time, and then we had all sorts of internet issues, and we're gonna have to recreate this magic. But we were talking about uh, the difference between control. And cooperation in the classroom. Right. And uh, I think you've got a really unique perspective. So let, let me hand it off to you. Uh, I know there has been several times and we've gone back and forth on this several times. There are times where I've seen some people talk about, you know, uh, innovative classrooms and they're sometimes one offs that, that it's, it's a it's a classroom here and a classroom there. And it has a hard time being school wide. So, what would be your recipe for creating uh, control—not led control, but more of the cooperative at a school level?
1: So, so let me let me just say this, and and I and I said some of this yesterday, but I'll say it now. There is no other style of leadership that really exists besides top-down leadership. Um, if 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 it's not top-down leadership, then there's there's chaos. Because people need structure, people need safety. Somebody has to be the leader and somebody has to be the subordinate in every situation. And really every relationship for things to be, for, for things to move in one direction and coexist. How that looks, however, is what um, moves people in certain directions. So some people like a more cooperative style of leadership, but it's still leadership nonetheless. Um, and some people just need top down. But let me start with this story. Um, I remember my, my very first year of teaching and um, I had four FUSE classes and two non-honors classes, right? So like, like those of you who know what FUSE is, if you, or if you don't know what FUSE is, FUSE is a combination of students who are ESE and students who are not ESC. Um, and there are two teachers in that class, so they call it FUSE. Um, there's an ESE teacher who also has a content area certification and then there's a content area teacher and, um, there's, um, and that teacher is certified as well. Um, but I, I was getting, um, absorbed, uh, not absorbed, observed by my, my mentor and he, he was in the class and, you know, I, like I was there and like i didn't play that my my very first year teaching like i didn't play that jump like you couldn't come in my class and move like i had a no cell phone policy that was the greatest cell phone policy on the planet like trump would have even thought it was the greatest right and everything that he does is the greatest right but um it we he looked at me and he said something that i will never forget he said, so how you think the lesson went? And I said, Man, it went good. The kids did exactly what I asked them to do. And he said, Yeah, um, they did. He says, and that's the problem. He says they were compliant, but they were not engaged. I said, What do you mean? He said, Well, you asked them to everything you asked them to do, they just did that and they did nothing else. He said, You asked them to fold the paper, they folded the paper. You asked them to write, they they wrote the bare minimum. He says there was no, there was no engagement, which really led to to, to know cooperative learning, which is, which is, if you look at research, like that's really one of the highest forms of learning that can take place in a classroom. So, so it, for, it really, from that moment on, I started to develop really what we're talking about now, just in my personal walk in life, like, like there's a, there's a necessity for cooperation over control. So like with, with like things like gum, for, for my first year, I fought the gum battle. I was like, you know what? don't You can't chew gum in my class because, because if you chew it, it's going to end up under the desk. And I had, a no, I had the best no-gum policy, but for some reason, I could not keep the gum from underneath the desk. It wasn't until I said, hey everyone like I'm gonna let you chew gum I'm gonna treat you like young adults my only ask is it doesn't end up under the desk and if it does end up under the desk I may ask you to clean up because this is our space but I really want to keep our space clean so I don't mind if you chew gum in the class but like just don't stick it under the desk can you throw it in the trash can for me that year I had two pieces of gum underneath the desk the whole year because you always have two in every class you're not gonna get 100% cooperation but 98% cooperation is pretty good By those standards,
0: yeah, I'm listening to that, and and um, and I agree. I also let me start off by first saying you said there's only top down, and um, I I think the new style leadership. Sometimes I get people saying, "Man, you talk about Simon Sinek way too often." Uh, That whole uh, first of all, I always will because he's amazing. But "Leaders Eat Last" book and that whole, even though you're the top down, it's that you put yourself like the, the team bubbles up and they, and they kind of, uh, you know, you, you were made to, to make sure that they're uh, successful and that your, your, your needs are met last because you're leading a team. So I, I'm not going to argue with that. What I am going to try to question you on is um, this, uh, this works for you. And, and I, like, I, I've seen people, and I know what I'd say. I'm just anxious to hear what you said. Like yeah. sometimes you, and I'm, I'm going to be grossly stereotypical tonight, yep. Perfect. but you get, you get that younger and, and, I'm, and I'm not saying that middle-aged and older teachers don't do this, but I've seen some like younger teachers level with the kids and say, like you did like, Hey kids, look, I'm going to let you, we're not supposed to chew gum, but here's the deal. I'll let you do it. If you do blank. And so I've I've heard from others that you're unless you say what you're representing as a younger teacher, you're ruining it for everybody else.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I heard that like they, they said that to me at, at some points in my career uh, when I was a teacher, you're ruining it for us. And really, really what I'm what, like, really what that meant, what I feel like it meant was it was I've, I've always had this level of control. And I've always been able to dominate people. And when you really ask, okay, so what are you, tr- like, when you really ask, what are you trying to accomplish? Like, what's, what, what is the goal of what you're doing? Does that behavior disrupt the goal of what we're doing? If the answer is no, then it's okay for you to compromise.
0: Okay, okay. And, so- and, work,
1: and, and work with people because you have to show cooperation in order to get cooperation.
0: So does that then uh, open itself up to uh, more than just the bare minimum? You started off this story by saying, you know what? They were compliant. They were good boys and girls, Mm -hmm. but they did. And I'm not saying this is a school problem. I've seen this. Well, heck, I'll I'll give you a story. We had uh, in our classroom, a really cool entrepreneur uh, out of Los Angeles and he was actually asking, it was supposed to set up, we we're supposed to ask him questions. that so he kept asking our kids a lot of questions. And, uh, and I'm not saying this to be mean. Actually, it was his question. He says, how many of you guys uh, get really excited if there's like a fire drill or there's like an unex- uh, unexpected break in your classes? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's great. And he says, how many of you guys enjoy that out of the innovation class? And they're like, well, that's my time. Like, like that was the, like the class was supposed to be selfish by design. That was supposed to be what they wanted to do. But the culture of that was as is the culture for a lot of people that are employed in jobs that they don't like do the bare minimum, right? Keep your head down. Don't get noticed. Uh, you, take several breaks. You know, I, like, I I've, I've met people that took up smoking just so they could take smoke breaks and that kind of culture It's terrible, but like, let's be honest with each other, Jamal, no Mm -hmm. one like you don't go to the BMV to hopefully wait in line and enjoy it kind of thing. A lot of (laughs) students still want to spend the least amount of time like like let's just get this over with kind of thing. How did you or did you combat that? You, you let him shoot gum. Oh, yeah. Did that, yeah. Did that so lead that, to greater success? to that okay? Oh,
1: my God, absolutely. So, so, so then, so then the conversation was like, oh, he's he's a reasonable guy. Before it was like, man, he's unreasonable. He may got cell phone policy. Yeah. Yeah. He he's unreasonable. And really, when people say you're unreasonable, it's because you don't give them a reason as to why you're doing what you do. Like, you're not starting with why Simon Sinek right but like if people know why we're doing something it's that is easy to follow so so then i i told the kids the kids so for example talk about getting cooperation like like kids don't like their time wasted i don't like my time wasted (laughs) hey y'all hey y'all time is the only thing in this on this planet that you will never get back like like I, i i i start by telling the kids this I say, there's a poem by Bear Bryant, and it, and it kind of goes like uh, basically this. Every day you wake up, you are ex- what you do today is very important because you are exchanging a day of your life for it. Let it be good, not evil, success, not failure, in order that I may know the price that I paid for it, right? It's something to that effect. And I always tell them, like, your time is your most precious commodity. I promise you I won't waste your time with assignments that, that are not meaningful, number one. Number two, um, I need you to do every assignment with everything that you have so, so I can assess you. That assessment is not, is not really for you. It's for me to help you grow. So everything here is, is designed to help you grow. So like this is my reasoning behind why we do our work. So is there extra credit, Mr. Crook? No. I don't feel comfortable giving you extra credit when you haven't completed all the regular credit. And because my intention now, watch this, is to help you grow and I want you to learn when is the due date? I just need you to do all my work. Can you do it before the before the the nine weeks is up? so I can assess your learning and give you feedback so we can have this conversation. All of a sudden, you, you see a shift in kids wanting that feedback. Okay, so I'm not going to give 200 kids feedback every single day. I'm going to train the class now to be engaged in the assessment process. You see how we're, we're, we're building the capacity of people to do a little bit more? Yeah. Whereas if I say turning your homework on time, if you don't turn in your homework, by the time I walk by your desk, it's 50% off. Now what, and what, turn in your homework. You're going to get a Jamal Crook in your class that's going to turn in a packet of homework, and in the middle of it, it's going to be the Star-Spangled Banner or my favorite, the Will Smith song, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, West Philadelphia, born and raised. And I've done that before because teachers wanted the work done on time, but they wasn't really checking the work. And I knew they wasn't checking the work because they was writing 100s on my paper because they wanted the control of having me turn it in on time because they were really teaching me life lessons. Name one thing on this planet that you cannot do late. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't I, nothing uh, there ain't yeah, nothing right and there ain't nothing so because there's nothing so then so then with and and i believe in this whatever whatever standard you hold other people to hold yourselves to that same standard so if you're a teacher and you don't accept late work never turn in anything late to your principal never have a bad day never need mercy never need grace when like 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 the your levels of cooperation scale skyrocket when the kids think you are reasonable because you are reasonable
0: yeah this is this is the oldest thing in education kids don't care how much they know how much you know until they know how much you care and so that enthusiasm and that engagement does push things forward i like that but kids but kids are transparent
1: they ask you all the time they're like why why i gotta do this Miss? why i gotta do this mister yeah so why? Well, uh, well, so, explain why, well, that's, that's good. So I, I like so. that.
0: I used to go to like, I remember uh, I went to a Microsoft thing years ago and uh, Tony, gosh, I forget his vice, his vice president of at Microsoft Education. And he had this, this was the first time it was really put to me. And this has probably been like 10 years ago. He says, when you ask yourself why you teach what you teach, if your only answer you can come up with because it's on the test or because it's on the state standardized test, is it really valued? And are you really teaching? And I was like, yes. I mean, like, yeah, because, and then I'll, i I've said this so many times in the show, but my favorite quote on education is from Seth Godin education can be boiled down to two things, solving interesting problems and the leadership to get it done. So when yeah. you said, what are you teaching? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm teaching it because it's, it's important because it's going to be on the state standardized test. Are you solving an interesting problem? Well, if you said, well, because it's on the state standardized test, that's a problem. It's not an interesting problem Not to the kids. Right, I, so I, I so, like that you built that into where now they're excited about, you know, why do I have to turn this in? If because you're going to come up with some compelling reasons why.
1: Right. So, but, 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 just, 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 just to that, and and I'm a I'm a traditional educator. So yes, if you if you are a content teacher and you're listening to this, I absolutely you should be building skill sets that go beyond your class. But there's a right way to do that, and there's a wrong way to do that. Like you your classroom design is, is is not designed for you to be doing recess uh, or giving kids you know time to whatever without covering some form of content. so that, so there's, so there's a way you do that but 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 ultimately, what you have to do within teaching that content is you have to take take the time to really think about. How are you going to develop them through the process that they must undergo to learn that? So the most compelling thing in my class was like, hey, this process that you're going to have to do, like the reason why I want you to talk about your learning is because the hardest thing that you will ever do in this life is talk in front of people who know just as much as you do and be convincing to them. If you can do that, you can do anything in this world. I want, I want to develop your public speaking skills. I want you to be a more effective writer. Why, why do I need to be a better speaker and a better writer with anything? Well, because communication is king in the world that we live in today. So you have, you have to be able to be an effective communicator. So I'm gonna put you through a process that you're not only going to learn uh, science, but you're also going to learn how to be an effective communicator. So, what skill sets are we working on today? Oh, we're learning how to be a more effective communicator by um, going through the parts of the cell and explaining it uh, to our partner and come and coming to uh, a, a consensus on on what's the most appropriate function for for these different things. And, and I just butchered some science, so you science people don't 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 kill me. But you you get the gist of what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah. I, I I'm going to go now go to a, a touchier subject um, because I, I I alluded to it a little bit earlier. Um, one of my friends, uh, especially earlier in my career uh, was, his name is Kevin Honeycutt. And he talked about uh, education's domestic abuse. And that is when I said, when, when, when some teacher said, you're doing it wrong, Jamal, you're messing things up, Jamal. Now, For the record, I've been like, I've been lucky that I've always been at schools that I've been supported, but I saw a couple other people get unfairly treated. Um, When you're doing things like leveling with the kids and giving them privileges uh, and that I'm just going to call it professional jealousy creeps in, how have you seen people combat it or do you see really good people walk away or leave the building?
1: So, so I was in that situation, and I'll tell you the, the, the great way I handled it and the, the poor way I've handled it. So the, the, the first time that it happened, I handled it terribly. Um, I had a situation um, at, at one of the schools that I worked at where it was just like, you know, how do you get your kids to do this? Well, like, and I didn't know how to answer, and I think they were, thank God, they, they thought I was being a jerk. I was like, well, I really just, I talked with them, and I asked them to not do that. Um, I asked them to put the cell phones away and they do, and I asked them to pull the pants and they do. And I didn't understand really how to articulate what it is that I was doing. Um, but it was just working for me. So like it, like, see, I, I I mean, you know, I the, the people that I worked with at that time, if you happen to listen to this at any point, I love you. I still do. Um, but it was a rough time for me because it was one of those things where it was like you're like you're really disrupting the status quo. Um, and I handled it in such a way, like a lot of it, I didn't know how to handle it, but it was, it, it, it it drove me into my room and I, and I closed the door and just, just as, just as much as I had worked, uh, cooperatively with my students and I, and I mastered the art of that. I didn't try to transfer those same skills to adults because I just assumed that adults would understand the, the world exactly how I did. So I didn't I didn't believe that they needed me to to show them a level of cooperation at first. So what adults will do is if you're if you're like like in that in that specific situation, it was like 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 it, it was a deflection. It was. I'm going to focus on something else that you don't do well. And I'm just going to talk about that thing right there. And I'm, I'm really going to show you how it feels because we don't do this well. So we're going to talk about what you don't do well. And we're going to challenge you to do that. Just like you're challenging us to do this. Right. And, and I responded to that by being standoffish. I, I responded the same way that they responded to me about those things and basically I was like you're messing it up for me and I ain't doing that so like I, not only did I understand how they felt but like I was going through what they were going through at the same time because really what you put out into the universe the universe brings it out so I handled it poorly like I didn't cooperate with them I didn't I didn't give one to get one like I did with the kids I could have said you know what well help me understand why you want me to do this well can we do it Can, we, can well can we do it like this or oh, help me understand why you want me to do it that way well since i just compromised here can can we compromise there if we if we can still achieve our goals by doing or by trying it this way with fidelity for this amount of time and let's see if it works can can we do it that way and i never i never fought for cooperation with my peers like i did with my students it wasn't until i began to fight for cooperation with my peers that the tables began to turn like even for example today today and like 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 I'm like I'm saying I'm a boss now, but like I'm somebody's boss, right? I have I have a little bit of authority, right? I'm not the boss boss, but I'm somebody's boss, right? Um, one of my bus drivers, and I love all my bus drivers. So if you listen to this and your bus driver, just know I love you. And tomorrow, like breakfast is on me, like I'm gonna hook you up. Friday, y'all got breakfast. I got you. But um my bus driver, he's like, Man, what's going on with, 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 with this certain situation? And I was like, "Man, there's a lot of change going on." He was like, "You know what else changed?" I said, "What?" He was like, "You changed." I said, "What do you mean?" He says, "Yeah, you're 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 an a-hole now." I said, "What?" He says, "I said, well, what? I said, well, why do you think that?" He says, "I don't know, man. I asked you to do something for me, and 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 it still hasn't gotten done." And I said, well, "What specifically are you talking about?" And it was just like he he wanted me to get a kid a bus pass. I said, "Oh, my brother. Like, I'm sorry." I said just just so you know like like first of all I appreciate you being this honest with me I said, I said the second thing is like like I like I know it may seem like I'm coming across you know very stern in these things I said but it's nothing against you I just know me and and I know I lose paper I said when I leave this bus ramp and I walk inside the building I know for certain that like these papers might not make it into my daily routine I said so when I asked you to go take that to the secretary it wasn't that I was too big to do it it's just that by the time you leave my presence like I'm not I'm not going to remember a name that's on a note card but my secretary will and she'll get you exactly what it is that you want that's why I put that procedure in place I'm sorry Right, and then and then he was like, "No, we're good." And then that afternoon, I went up to him and I said, "Man, thank you for telling me that and being that open with me. I appreciate that because I feel like it improved our relationship."
0: That's awesome. I, I also would I mean like other than getting over the shock of someone coming up and calling me an a hole, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, at least the honesty and the candor was there and then opened up to conversations.
1: How, but, but how many people would have would have would have fought for control in that situation?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. You don't. You, what do you call it? <laughs> or, or or just win? Right. Right. You right.
1: Insubordinate. In- yeah. Like you, not, now we need to have a private conversation. Right. He says, "I'm just a straight shooter." Man, like, dude, I appreciate that. And I knew the way he called me a hole which is crazy. It did, he didn't mean anything by it. Right. Like 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 I could tell in his voice that like I had hurt him. And the goal of what he was trying to do is he was trying to get me to really understand how bad I had hurt him in that time.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Control or cooperation.
0: Yep. Well, that's, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate the insights tonight, especially on, on, uh, you know, being a young teacher, like you were, you're still young, but, uh, just, just kind of setting that tone, creating that culture, trying to grow it through the whole school. Uh, like always, we appreciate your feedback. If uh, you want to email us or Jamal buying you breakfast, uh, you can always uh, reach out to us, uh, especially on our Facebook page. Um, and and again, uh, when you subscribe to us, when you leave a review on the podcast on iTunes or whatever, we sincerely appreciate it. Jamal as always the commitment. The commitment to getting us done while driving. Glad you're safe. Oh yeah, can tell oh, you're yeah, not driving I, anymore. I, but I appreciate I, you making it tonight.
1: I'm still safe. And, and I, and I I do want to have one ask before we go. Sure. Um, If you, if you listen to this, um, follow me on Twitter. Um, I I, I plan to start posting more. If you like some of my insights on here, follow me on Twitter at Jamal Crook um, and then share, share one of your favorite quotes with a friend and just have them follow me. Definitely want to um, reach more people. So if you like what I'm saying, you like what we're saying, follow us on Twitter.
0: There you go. All right. For Jamal Crooks, Don Westrick reminding you those opportunities are everywhere. We'll see you.